Hello everyone and welcome to This Mom Loves. I'm Kate Wynn, a mom, kindergarten teacher, blogger, freelance writer, TV guest, and podcaster, and you are listening to episode 51 of the show. Today on This Mom Loves, I'm going to be sharing two great books that I've recently read. In the lifestyle segment, I'm going to do two shout outs to a couple of small businesses that I uh, am really loving and it's completely unsponsored, just something I want to share with you. And in the guest spot today is Tracy Costa. She is a mom of two and she's a Canadian entrepreneur who founded PK Beans. It was originally called Peekaboo Beans back in 2006. And she's a huge advocate for letting kids play, which is obviously something very important to talk about right now. So she will be here later in the show and you're definitely going to want to stick around for Tracy Costa. Two books that I have read recently and really enjoyed. The first one is called Red Letter Days by Sarah Jane Stratford. And as I have been doing lately, I'm going to just read you the publisher's description of the book. When two brave women flee from the communist red scare, they soon discover that no future is free from the past. Amid the glitz and glamour of 1950s New York, Phoebe Adler pursues her dream of screenwriting a dream that turns into a living nightmare when she is blacklisted, caught in the red menace that is shattering the lives of suspected communists. Desperate to work, she escapes to London, determined to keep her dream alive and clear her good name. There, Phoebe befriends fellow American exile Hannah Wolfson, who has defied the odds to build a career as a successful television producer in England. Hannah is a woman who has it all and is now gambling everything in a very dangerous game the game of hiring blacklisted writers. Neither woman suspects that danger still looms, and their fight is only just beginning. So this one was really good. It is fiction, historical fiction. There's a lot of real stuff actually in there, which I didn't know until I read the author's notes at the end of the book. For example, some characters who were actually real that she put into uh, into the story, and then the ones that she made up to kind of take her own, own plot along. But I honestly did not know very much about the whole communist red scare at all. I feel like I've read a lot of wartime books and things like that, but I'm not sure really maybe that I've read that much about the 50s in the States and what was happening there. So, you know, good learning for me, a bit of history and just a really nice, uh, a really nice novel. So, and also, of course, I love the whole screenwriting and, and, um, the character of Hannah is the producing a television show and ends up being, um, the adventures of Robin Hood and, which is true. So a lot of that is there was actually Hannah did do that and, uh, and hired blacklisted writers. So even just learning a little bit about the show, as I read the book, I thought, oh, I wonder, didn't somebody actually make this show? Is this really, is this real? Or is this just somebody, you know, fictionalizing this? But a lot of that was true. So I did enjoy learning a lot about, um, you know, the whole television writing and, and TV show making as well. So Red Letter Days by Sarah Jane Stratford. The second book I actually got from my amazing registered massage therapist. It's great how you can make friends in different places. And, uh, and Stephanie is so amazing right now. As I record this, we are all, um, all in isolation in our homes because of COVID-19. Um, so I can't see my massage therapist and I really miss her, but we have done some porch drop-offs and pickups of books, which is great. And so this book is Love, Water, Memory by Jenny Shortridge. Inspired by a true story, this bittersweet novel about a woman with a rare form of amnesia explores the raw, tender complexities of relationships and personal identity. If you could do it all over again, 
would you still choose him? At age 39, Lucy Walker has no choice but to start her life over when she comes to, up to her knees in the chilly San Francisco Bay, with no idea how she got there or who she is. Her memory loss is caused by an emotional trauma she knows nothing about, and only when handsome, quiet, Grady Goodall arrives at the hospital does she learn she has a home, a career, and a wedding just two months away. What went wrong? Grady seems to care for her, but Lucy is no more sure of him than she is of anything. As she collects the clues of her past self, she unlocks the mystery of what happened to her. The painful secrets she uncovers could hold the key to her future, if she trusts her heart enough to guide her. And I did not, until a moment ago reading this, realize that it was inspired by a true story. I thought this was completely fictionalized. So, great book. The description makes it sound a little more... um, you know, like it's suspense thriller or something like that, which I really didn't find at all. There's kind of the mystery to what happened with her and everything, but um, it's more, it's, it's a lighter mystery kind of form than a lot of the suspense thrillers I usually recommend. Just more of the, of the fiction genre, I would say, but uh, a good book, Love, Water, Memory by Jenny Shortridge. If you are looking for me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at This Mom Loves on Instagram at Kate This Mom Loves. And of course, my website is thismomloves.ca. It's a lifestyle blog, all sorts of different things on there, as well as links to my TV segments, printed articles. I have a new page actually called Media because I've been asked to do some interviews with um, with print media and different things. So um, I've got a, a page with links to all of those as well, which is kind of fun. And you can check all of that out at thismomloves.ca. In the lifestyle segment today, two businesses I want to mention that are actually local to me. However, they do ship across the country for sure. And I think the majority of my listeners are are here with me in Canada. So wherever you are in Canada, these businesses can ship to you. So while they're local and I love to promote uh, local businesses, they do uh, send out all throughout Canada. So the first one is called Unwrapped an unwrapped Kawartha. And this is actually a mom of one of my students, which is pretty cool, who opened up a storefront, but also an online business in Lindsay. And it's all about promoting zero waste living by offering bulk refills and plastic-free items for your home. So, I mean, I went in there and I got a couple of beauty products. Oh my goodness, I forget exactly what I bought. Some great things in there. And oh, you know what she has is the Unwrapped Life Shampoo and Conditioner Bars. I bought a couple of those from her because I've really been uh, really been liking those. But if you go to shop, so it's unwrappedkawartha.com. And I mean the categories, hair, accessories, baby child, face, cleaning products. You can get gift certificates, home, hand and body, kitchen, laundry, teeth, nails, shave, food storage, travel, natural deodorant, pure essential oils, natural cosmetics, brushes, bulk, feminine products, bath and gift sets. So all of that stuff and all, you know, sustainable packaging. I think most, if not everything is is Canadian made. So she supports a lot of great small businesses herself just by carrying their products. So right now she is offering um, delivery right in Lindsay and also... um, shipping um, by Canada Post throughout Canada. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, I definitely would check it out, unwrappedkawartha.com. And you can find her um, on social media too, where most businesses are. 
as well. And, uh, and if you do, uh, order anything, tell her that, uh, that I sent you because I really think it's a great business and it's hard right now. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I'm recording this during COVID-19 and it's hard for a lot of small businesses. So anything we can do to support them is great. The other one I wanted to mention is called Couture Candy Peterborough and cute little logo couture candy. And I had no idea until I dug in a little farther that, um, the owner's name, her last name is actually couture. So it wasn't just a, you know, a fancy idea she came up with. It was her name that she used for her business. So couture candy, she does candy grams, things like that. And also candy boxes. So you can get all candy, all chocolate, a candy and chocolate mix, reasonably priced. You can pick up. She's just um, on the east side of Peterborough. You can pick up from her. She does provide in Peterborough delivery for a fee and again, ships via Canada Post. So you could send someone a candy gram or a great box of goodies anywhere in the country. So the other day I went and picked up some chocolate boxes for my girls and I came home and left them on the front porch because Eva's always checking. We order things from Amazon all the time and she's expecting something that she ordered a while back and she's always checking the front porch. So I thought I'll leave them on the porch and then it'll be kind of cool because it'll seem like they were delivered even though I actually picked them up. And it was hours and hours and hours. And finally I said, uh, Eva, did that parcel not arrive for you yet today? And she's like, uh, I don't know. Can you look? So I went out and did the fake look and said, oh, well, there's something here. And then they went and found them and uh, they had little cards inside them that she had uh, written out what I had asked her to uh, asked her to write and uh, and they loved them. So um, chocolate, we did the chocolate mixes, although Eva also likes fuzzy peaches. So we threw some of that in. If you're not so much chocolate, it can be all candy. What I like about these is, I mean, obviously, yes, healthy eating and we want to be balanced and all of that stuff. Um, I'm not an incredibly balanced eater. I will definitely admit that, but in terms of setting an example for children. But what I do love about this over a lot of the kinds of gifts you can send is it's not stuff. It's not just going to go in the landfill. I mean, yes, there are wrappers, but the boxes that she uses, cardboard boxes, they can be recycled. Tissue paper also can be recycled or reused. The boxes can be reused too. They're kind of like little little um, white pizza boxes almost. Um, so I love that part. And I love that the items will just get eaten and enjoyed as opposed to another gift that's going to sit on a shelf or collect dust or not get used and then end up in the landfill. So I think that's so great. And even if you want to send something for an occasion instead of doing flowers or, or, you know, that sort of thing, which those are lovely gifts too. But, um, if somebody has a sweet tooth, like I know I do, I would love to be, you know, surprised with a delivery of something like that. And maybe in the days where we actually go back to work and you can surprise somebody by sending something somewhere. But at this point you can send things to people's homes where most of them are. And so again, that's Couture Candy Peterborough. So she's got the short form um, for her social media handles. So it's couturecandy.ptbo for Peterborough. So look for her on, um, on Facebook and Instagram. She posts gorgeous pictures of all of her stuff. And that's another, uh, another great business that you can support. I am so pleased to introduce my special guest this week, Tracy Costa. She is a mom of two and a Canadian entrepreneur who founded PK Beans back in 2006. And she's also a big advocate for letting kids play. So important. We're going to talk about all of that today. Welcome, Tracy. Hi. Good morning. So let's get started by learning a little bit about your family. What can you tell us? So I'm a mom of two. Uh, I have two daughters. 
16 and 11. And I've been married for 23 years. My husband and I have been together for close to 30. And um, our journey to parenthood was a little bit of a challenge. We had 10 years of infertility, uh, six in vitros, and two successful IVF. Um, both were born, uh, both of our children were born through IVF. So that was our journey. And yes, I, I love motherhood. <laughs> I love it. Great. Yeah. And I have heard that it was becoming a mom that actually ended up inspiring you to found your company, which was originally called Peekaboo Beans. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So that was basically my really based on that journey of, of infertility and having gone through 10 years of infertility. Uh, when I had my first daughter, Kaylin, um, she really sort of sparked this while well, I was so incredibly happy to have conceived her and finally finished that journey of what we had gone through. And so she just sparked that in me. She sparked, you know, this whole new love and appreciation of what it was like to live um, and so I kind of embraced that through her eyes and everything with her was um, just, she was just very, very playful and very, very exuberant. And her clothing didn't, you know, didn't allow for her to have that flexibility and movement. And, and so she really showed me what she needed and I couldn't really find what I wanted um, in the marketplace. Everything was fast fashion and fussy buttons and fussy snaps. And it was hard for her to dress and, um, be independent. She just had this really exuberant personality. So, um, yeah, she showed me that. And because I live in Vancouver and Lululemon at the time was just creating this whole culture around, um, yoga and wellness and spirituality. And I thought, you know, why isn't there this for kids? Why isn't there this movement of play and, um, empowerment and independence and just, what it was like to to be a child why isn't there anything that embraces this so that was um what really brought me to to come to the idea of peekaboo beans and did you have any experience in business or the clothing industry or were you kind of starting from scratch i absolutely started from scratch i do have a, a significant love for shopping and fashion <laughs> so that was my experience um i was in the finance world before so I didn't have that textile background. So I, I, I literally learned everything from scratch, um, the design, the production, the manufacturing, everything. Um, so it was a, a very organic process. And I know you have rebranded and, and the company goes by PK Beans now. So what makes the, the clothing so great for play? Uh, it's really about clothing that you can live in and play in. If play is the work of a child. This is their uniform. So it's, it's more that it's uh, really a lifestyle brand. Everything mixes and matches so that you can go to your drawer, pick out six pieces, three pieces, two pieces. You can transition uh, activities um, by just mixing and matching and layering. Uh, just the beautiful fabrics were really about uh, trying to limit the consumption in landfills so we use a very high quality fabric that's uh, got beautiful stretch to it. It washes and wears well. It's pre-shrunk. And then we mix in lots of like fun design elements like grow with me pieces. So, you know, kids, what they, they grow. So 
um, just like lots of like fold up options. And then the other thing is they're spilling and eating and constantly snacking. So we make reversibles, uh, pieces so that they can cut if there's spills on the go, they can flip things in and out. Really, it's just about empowering kids to be able to dress themselves. They don't need mom or dad there to, to help them. They can do it on their own. They feel, uh, good in those moments. And so it's really, it's kind of a lifestyle, uh, clothing product. It's become so much more than that because we've launched um, the PK Beans Explorers Club, which is a subscription box, which is really becoming a matchmaker to play. So we're not just, we're not just talking about our mission of play. We're really propelling that into, 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 into our mission and into our focus. So there's, it's, it's a real brand experience now. And I'm definitely going to ask you a little more about the subscriber box later. So thank you for the reminder. So talking about play, I know right now, as we record this, Canadian families are doing this self-isolation, COVID-19 going on, um, and worried about homeschooling and learning at home and all that stuff. Now, I'm a kindergarten teacher, and of course, I am mm. a mom as well. My girls are um, are 14 and 12, and appreciate the academic aspect of everything, absolutely, but also, I know the importance of play. Why do you think that play is something that's so important for kids? Um, the definition of play you know, people think of it as like a frivolous activity, but it's actually the backbone to communication, to resiliency, to socialization, to it's a backbone to your healthy growth in life and development. And um, really about self-actualization, it's how play is how we communicate. So like, if you think about a child, they're born, they can't speak, they can't communicate, they cry to have their needs met. And as they grow, it's through play that they can communicate. So um I think in the society that we live in right now, we're so we we want our kids to be successful and healthy and and happy and confident as they grow into the world, and so we're putting them in or in so many activities because we want them to not miss out. Um, so what that means is scheduled activities, structured activities, um, and there's not the freedom or flexibility. And you would absolutely know this and experience this as a kindergarten teacher, and um, and then now adding on to that is the rise of technology and distraction. So kids really have zero time for that free play where their mind can percolate and and their imaginations can run wild and they can create and invent and explore. And, and it's through play where like their emotions come out. So like, for example, with COVID going on, they're hearing the news, their parents are stressed. They don't know how to... Um, communicate this to you so they might um, they might do it through play so for example my daughter who's 11 what she's done is she's created these scenes all over our house so one the movie theater and one's a store and one's starbucks drive through and one's a salon and one's you know a school and every day we're going through this like these activities with her like she we're not we're not creating or any of this for her, but she's made tickets and she's made menus and she's done all these things. And it's like through play, she's actually articulating maybe her anxieties or her fears or her stresses. Um, I had one girl tell me that her son asked her mom if they could sit on the couch and pretend that they're driving to their friend's house because they really missed their friend. Mm -hmm. And so they had to get in, they had to do this whole role playing. So, you know, play is really, um, it's the self-actualization of, of children. And I've surrounded myself with doctors and researchers and 
um, developmentalists who I just get to be their, their soapbox. Um, they have the science and I'm just super passionate about it. And I think that really started because of my, um, journey through infertility and just my passion for children really became, came alive with that. So, um, yeah, so that's why I'm, I'm, you know, it's, I think it's just such a powerful, um, a powerful opportunity that we need to give space for, for children. Well, and I know um, we both agree we like a phrase, unstructured free play. So what uh-huh. what does that look like in terms of the parent's role? I mean, if you want to support unstructured free play for your child at your home, what does the parent do? What's their involvement in that? I think that's the best thing possible. Like if I could be talking about anything, it's like literally letting your kids get bored. It's It's literally not having to do anything. And mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it because I think as parents we're like oh we have to create this juggling act of you know I call it like the circus act it's like let's do this let's do this let's craft this let's do this so I would say that like free unstructured play is literally uh, child um, led so you give them the space and the time and it can't be anything that's formulated so you don't have to do anything you just let them lead you mm-hmm. can't dictate how it goes. You can't give your, um, direction. You let the child, um, guide it. And sometimes like it's hard for parents because we're like, you know, if you're building, say for example, a Lego set and there's an instruction book, you want to go, no, no, that's the red piece. No, no, that's the black piece. So that's the, like, why don't you do it like this? Like it's our, it's our nature to want to like, I know I do it. I want to like, you know, make it perfect. Whereas, it doesn't have to be like that. It's like, it's like taking the instruction book away from the Lego and letting them just build it mm-hmm. um, and letting them get bored. So I think it's more than anything, like there's no outcome. Um, it doesn't become work. It's child led. Um, there's no like instruction manual. It's just letting them be and making the space for it. It's almost like now we have to like create time for unstructured free time. I think that's the biggest part is like make room for it, create yeah. time for it, give space to it. And to let them do it on their own too. It doesn't mean you're right there participating in whatever they're doing. I mean, I know a lot of parents trying to work from home and do other things right now too. Your child can just go play. And that's kind of the beauty of when they get bored. It's funny you mentioned with your younger daughter, because I find mine's the same the last few weeks, just coming up with all these creative things that she's building and involving us in and whatever, because mm-hmm. she's bored and she knows I'm not going to entertain her. So then look at what she can do, yeah. which is great. <laughs> There's beauty in that. Another thing I'll just quickly add is my 16-year-old, which is just different type of play. Like we have to realize that older kids um, lose that sense of play as they get older. And what my, <laughs> you'll laugh at this, but my older daughter, um, she asked if she could paint on her walls. And my husband was like, no, absolutely not. You can't paint on your walls. But I said to him, you know, um, you know, she doesn't have an outlet. Mm-hmm. So it's un- incredible, this mural that she's created on her walls of all these little like vignettes of different little things. It's like all of her emotions have become out on the wall. And it's been this like beautiful organic process. And last night she asked me, can you come down and like do something for me with it? Because it was it's fine detail, like printing. And she wanted me to help her with the painting. So I went down and I was just like, this is like you 
your like all of your insides out on the wall just like painted and it was such I said to her like when you move out I, I can never erase like I could never paint over this because it's just um it's just the way they're communicating I guess yeah that's amazing so another question yeah. is, do you think, and this isn't related to COVID-19, so let's put that completely aside. Do you think parents are too cautious these days about sort of risky play or letting their kids go outside, that sort of thing? Absolutely. So it's one of the, one of the barriers to free unstructured play is that. Um, there's science um, and there's data and there's, um, like I've actually worked with risky play um, scientists who are doing all of the analytics and all of the data and the research that shows the uh the probability of the things that we're anxious about or fear that are going to happen are the data just shows it's it's slim to 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 none um whether it be falling and breaking your leg or being abducted or all of the things that we fear as parents now that's not to say you know, we don't want to worry about our kids. Um, but we just, I think we have to check ourselves and what our fears are and put ourselves in situations where we know where, you know, where, where we can kind of balance out those fears. Like for example, um, you know, you're, you're not going to put your kid into the middle of a busy street or a busy highway and let them run. But, you know, there's like a, a, safe kind of area or perimeter of where you live, where you give them the boundaries. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of our biggest fears is having something happen to our kids. Um, but that also projects onto them and then they become fearful. So I just have to check myself and I have to kind of balance out what it is that I'm anxious about, um, and try to limit all the things around her. Um, but at the end of the day, I, when I like you know, my daughter will say, can I, can I bike with my friends to the park? And it's like, it's so, so stressful to think about that. But at the same time, I remember when I was growing up, I literally would be gone a whole entire after school. And my parents would say like, come home when the lights start to get dark. <laughs> um, and that, and I mean, I'll ask any adult, I tell you this, I've done it before with my team, ask any adult, what is the moment in your childhood that when you close your eyes and you think back to the most memorable childhood moment, it often has that, well, I would say almost 100% of the time, people would say it had an element of freedom in it. Mm -hmm. There's something about that. Um, so it's just about checking yourself within that and then providing the, the, the space for the comfort that you need. And like do it in small little, you know, small little increments. If you feel like, okay, you can walk to the corner or you can walk to that person's house or you can do, you know, or give them those, those elements of things that, um, make you feel safe in the decisions you're making for them. So you are, um, a working mom running a business. You're home with your daughters right now. I'm, I'm not sure if your husband is, is working at home or, or what he does, but how are you managing right now during the whole self-isolation, trying to get your stuff done and being around family so much and they've got homework and, and how's that going at your place? Oh my gosh. <laughs> there's you know what? I feel like there's no real recipe because, so it's going to answer your question. It's going there's beautiful things that are happening within it. And then there's absolute chaos and like craziness going as well. So 
what I have decided within my life and my home is that we take it day by day. <laughs> some days are good days and some days are bad days. And we have to embrace that because uh, when I have a, when I'm having a good day, my kids might be having a bad day. When I'm having a bad day, my kids might be having a good day. And same with my husband's and we're all working from home. So I've, I've, I've really come to that, um, to that realization that we take it day by day. And I guess the key things would be planning, routine, um, boundaries, like carving out everyone has a boundaries. I'm going to do this from this time to this time. So you do this from this time to this time. You're going to do that from that time to this time. So I'm going to do this this time to this time. So boundaries, routine, scheduling, and then just going with the flow when, when everyone's having a, a good day or a bad day. And it, I, I can tell you, I really haven't gotten into a rhythm. I have tried. I really, really have tried. Um, I've taken up uh, crafting and like I've, we created this whole um, project that we've been rolling out for quite some time with uh, reusing uh, vintage PK beans fabrics or PK beans fabrics um, and repurposing them. And so, that, you know, really limiting what's ending up in the landfill and creating jobs. And there's all these really cool initiatives, but I've been making these like home decor items with uh, vintage fabrics. And so I've literally become obsessed with crafting because I think that it's my like sanity. So, <laughs> um, and happy hour starts every day at four now. So, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so yeah, we're just trying to make it all work. Now, I do want to hear about the PK Beans Explorers Club. It sounds really neat. Can you tell me a bit about it? So it's a two-year um, initiative in the making. And as I said earlier, we really want to be um, a matchmaker to active play. One of the things that was really hindering me in this active play component in life is just that technology is really taking over kids' lives. And um, I was always like a big proponent of like, free unstructured time, play, 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 play. And I realized that I'm fighting, um, you know, I'm fighting a tsunami with technology. And so what I really wanted to create is uh, an application in which we could utilize technology and like propel kids into play. So what this PKB Explorers Club is uh, a 12 month subscription box uh, which is unique in the sense that it starts uh, with a delivery to your door and it's literally um, the adventures of Jack and Lila and it uh, starts with a storybook and the storybook uses augmented reality um, and digital applications within it. So for example, you open the book and it's Jack and Lila and they're going on this adventure for the day and the storybook will actually read to your child through an app um, if your kids can't read, uh, or you can go in and out, you can read it to them, and then they can listen to it uh, through the podcast. But also, when you put your uh, phone over top of it, the characters come to life through a digital app. So um, you could be reading the story and then put your phone over the markers, and then like a um, a digital game will pop up, and you can dress the characters to get dressed for adventure. You dress them, you do all these kind of fun things with the app, then you go back to the story. Um, and then from the story, there's elements of um, collecting and treasure hunts and active play. Um, there's dress up boards, felt boards. Every month, a new adventure uh, will you will go on a new adventure with Jack and Lila. Um, and it weaves in kind of like a whole 
um, storyline over 12 months. It's like a Netflix series within a book. Um, so it's really fun, like exciting to come to have a delivery that's uh, really sparking the mission of active play. And kids love it because they get to go on these adventures with Jack and Lila and Grandpa and Aunt Nellie. And um, my goal one day is to have this become like a, a animated adventure as well through um, television and movie. Um, and also all the characters are infused into the brand now. So it's really, really an incredible subscription box. I'm very proud of it. And um, it's been getting such rave reviews right now. So it's very exciting for us. We actually launched it like we we had anticipated in launching it um, fall last fall. But it's just such a new kind of platform. It took us a lot longer to get out. And we launched right in the middle of COVID, which is crazy because it's, you know, at the same time when people are needing things for their kids, this is a perfect opportunity. Sounds amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. So one final question for you that I always ask my guests, do you have a This Mom Loves, some sort of favorite thing to share with our listeners? Hmm. Um, well, I'm a big proponent of... Um, communication I find in business and at home if we don't have good communication um, and healthy communication it creates so much barriers and um, so I did the five love languages with my kids there's a book and an app that you can do Um, and so you go through this whole scenario with each child and your husband and yourself and you find out um, through this app what your love language is. So it might be uh, gifts of time. It might be gifts of giving. It might be um, acts of service. It might be affirmations. Um, and I find that it's super, super powerful within a home. And it's also super powerful within business um, to learn what your child's love language is. Because sometimes you could be like, um, you know, like, doing the wrong things like if their love language is gifts of time and you're like go do you know you do this and I'm gonna go here you do this I'm gonna go here and you do this I'm gonna go here I'm gonna give you like you know um like a new Barbie or I'm gonna give you a new Lego set or whatever and that's not like giving receiving gifts is not a love language but acts mm-hmm. of time is it mm-hmm. literally shifts the way that they um communicate so I would say that that's something that's super powerful and has worked for me. So something I love in my family. I really love that too. I'm curious to know what did you discover is your love language? <laughs> my, mine, it sounds so uh, frivolous, but mine is um, receiving gifts. So, mm-hmm. but it, that could be like, like, mommy, I made this card for you, or I picked these flowers for you, or, um, you know, I found this beautiful mug that has this quote for you. Um, so that's my love language. <laughs> yeah, it's neat though. And I, I found that discovering my girls love languages is important too, because one is physical touch. And for one, that part doesn't matter so much. So you have to make sure that if, if somebody needs that, <laughs> that they're getting exactly. what they need from their mom. Yeah, I know. And you're like constantly invading their space and they're like, Oh, that's not, you know, I just, and then you don't with speak the other that one, language. You're not doing that. Yeah, exactly. So it's super helpful. Excellent. And before I let you go, where can people find you and where can they find PK beans online? Uh, pkbeans.com has all of our social sites and my instagram is uh, at the queen underscore bean excellent tracy costa thank you so much for being here with me today thank you for having me kate 
We are almost at the end of episode 51 of This Mom Loves. If you are interested in anything that you've heard about in the show today, I always put everything in the show notes on my website. So if you want to know the books that I recommended, if you want more information on the two businesses, if you want to find Tracy Costa and PK Beans, all of that will be in the show notes at thismumloves.ca slash podcasts. And you'll just have to click on episode 51. Thank you so much for being here. If you are in fact listening to this during your self-isolation period, I'm thinking of you. Um, I hope you're hanging in there as we are here uh, at the Wind House. Uh, I'd like to also thank my sound editor. The sound for this episode, as always, was edited by Lucas Sound. It's all one word if you want to check him out. Lucas Sound online. Fantastic editor. And until next time, Please, everybody, keep washing your hands, keep maintaining distance. Let's do what we got to do and get out of this. Take care.